Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I hope you all are well. Uh, I'm coming to you this Friday morning, and I'm going to admit, I'm modeling, I'm just going to model for you what it's like for me right now, because here's the deal. I think sometimes some of us are confused. We think once we've done this work that life is going to be smooth smooth sailing, right? that it's all going to be sunshines and daisies. And once we figure out how to process our emotions, then we're pretty much free and clear. And here's the deal. Good morning, Chelsea. Um, I have to, hi, Jessica, to you both. I have to be honest with you. Like this, when you make a commitment to stay intentional, when you make a commitment to always be present with your thoughts and emotions and not to distract, not to um, hide, when you make a commitment to look at your habitual patterns, I want you to understand that life is not always roses and daisies. I don't, I, I wanna say that in the best possible way. And here's an example. Um, sweet little Theo, who's four, yesterday woke up in hives, right? And his eye was swollen and his lips were swollen. And guess where my brain goes? I was a kid who was super, um, super duper allergic. So, you know, my tongue would swell. I had epipen. Like, I know the drill. I know that it's not that big of a deal. But here's what happened. I was like, <gasps> all the, f- I, I was flooded with fear. Not for my child, yes, for my child, right? But it was all the old fear, all the old overwhelm that came up from unprocessed emotions that I didn't know were actually there until the moment it happens. And so I just invite you to understand that this work of like becoming intentional and becoming aware is like peeling an onion, right? You're gonna do the work and you're gonna find something You're going to find something else underneath the surface. And that is where the real work happens. And that's what's so beautiful about this experience. What's so beautiful about this this life. And that we get the opportunity, we get the awareness, we get the intentionality to be present, to be aware, to be alive. And for some of us out there, this might be waiting for test results like me on what's going on with your child, or you might be awaiting a COVID test. Like, you know, you might be um, sitting and waiting in, in, in news about what's going to happen with the election. It doesn't matter. Our, our world, there is so much waiting There is so much ambiguity sometimes. And how we're waiting to see what's going to happen with coronavirus. We're waiting on so many levels. And so how do we sit in the uncertainty? How do we sit while we're waiting? Here's what I know 
about me. You guys know that I suffered myself recently, um, a while back, right? But fairly recently, a health uh, crisis, right? And I had to wait and wait and wait for answers. And what I wanted to do was shut down. That's my habitual reaction, right? It's like, it's time to be done with this. I'm going to resist these feelings. And I'm going to sh just shut it down. Not happening. I'm not going to deal with it. And in fact, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit and wallow. And that is my initial reaction today. I wanted to not come to the Friday Q&A because I was like, oh, vulnerability. This is what it looks like. And so I am here with, with sincere, just, just, I guess now it is the freedom to express myself and to express my fears and to acknowledge my fears. We know we have to feel it to heal it. So I did so much work. If you guys are, um, have heard about me, have heard me talk about um, the emotional freedom technique. It is you are acknowledging how you're feeling and you are accepting that about you. You know so much of my work is inspired by acceptance and commitment therapy. Because when we don't fight, when we don't resist, what is truly happening in our world? And we accept it and we choose something new, we are transformed, we are made new. We have so many options. And I will just remind you, sweet friends, if you have questions for me, I mean, I have three questions. I might not get to all questions, but if you have questions for me, don't forget, you can type it in. Okay, so the first one I wanted to um, talk about today was, um, and pretty much because this question could be my, my uh, experience right now. I was like, this is so good. So this is, um, why can't I stop thinking thoughts that I don't want to think? And this came from someone who was um, just constantly thinking about something that wasn't happening in her life, something that she thought should be happening, something she thought that should have been, have occurred by now. It could be you're waiting, again, here we are. I guess this is our theme, right? You're waiting for your house to sell so you can move. You're waiting for word about whether your job is going to be um, be made redundant. Do we say that in America? What do we say in America? That's such a British phrase. Uh, you can tell that I worked in British corporate America so that I use phrases like be made redundant. Um, it is like you're going to be laid off or let go here in America, American speak. Um, it could be like you're trying to figure out something in your life. Here's my, my um, how do I stop thinking about what's wrong with Theo and panicking and looking at all, like waiting to get a phone call from the doctor about blood risk. Like how do I, like why am I constantly, why do I have those thought loops? We know that practice makes permanent. So we're just practicing thoughts over and over again. Um, I called it because I was on the Courageous Life Society column was mixing metaphors right and left. It was a, whoa, it was a wild time for all of us on the call. But it was like that Ferris wheel of thoughts, right? And that, so you start thinking the thought and this is cognitive behavioral 101. You start thinking the thought and then you feel the emotion. 
and then you take action from that emotion. So let's say that, um, you know, it's, it's, let's say that you have the thought, um, this isn't supposed to happen. I'm not supposed to be uh, exposed to the coronavirus. This should have never happened. The emotion is almost anger, defeat, disappointment. You choose what emotion you're feeling in the moment. And then the action is, what do you take from that? We talked about there always, there's three types of action, forward motion, inaction, I'm really good at that, and um, overreaction also, super awesome at that. And so when you're on that Ferris wheel, it's like you're stuck and your thoughts are just gonna keep, and so when you are, you decide on inaction, because our action is a choice, sweet friends, then you're gonna come back up and it's gonna repeat the thought, emotion, action. And it's just, you're gonna just be on that Ferris wheel. And if you're anything like me, you don't wanna be on a Ferris wheel. It's not pleasant, it's not enjoyable. I was on the London Eye when I lived in London and I was like, I think I'm gonna have 17 panic attacks and this thing's never gonna end. And this is supposed to be enjoyable, right? I'm supposed to be loving this, no. So we have thought loops that don't serve us, right? We have Ferris wheels of thought that aren't helpful. We also have sweet friends, right? We have thought loops that do serve us. And so how do you go from one Ferris wheel ride that serves, that isn't serving you to another that's like slightly, if you're scared of heights, it's lower and it's more um, accessible and it's serving you and you feel great in that thought and that thought loop and the emotions it creates. So how do you stop the, the, this is where I'm like, how do you stop the roller coaster, right? Not, we're not doing that. How do you stop the Ferris wheel? Are you screaming like, this is unfair, get me off of this thought loop, right? Or do you just acknowledge, here I am on this wheel, this thought loop that I don't want right now it is not serving me but here's the deal you have to acknowledge you're in it in the first place you can't just suddenly like blink and you're on the positive thought loop you can't fight your way to the positive thought loop you have to be aware and accept that you're here right now the more you fight it i think i'm speaking to myself here sweet friends and my experience that I shared with you from earlier. The more you fight the thoughts that you're having and the emotions that you're having and the action, and you're like, I'm gonna stop this, I'm gonna turn it around. No, you acknowledge it in your brain and, and you literally have a conversation with your brain and you're like, I choose to get off of this. And I choose to find something that serves me, something that will make me feel safe and okay in this moment. But that first requires acceptance and awareness, sweet friends. So what thought loops, and we have numerous thought loops over the course of a day, over the course of the week that are running our lives. And oftentimes we are unaware of the, the loops that are dominating our experience. We just don't know, we're not aware. Totally fine, nothing has gone wrong, sweet friends. You are learning to become aware. You're learning how to acknowledge it. Let me be honest, my thought loop is, I can't handle this. I can't handle 
seeing my child in pain. I can't handle a sick child. That's my thought loop. Is that serving me? No, I have a child who is very uncomfortable, who has been uncomfortable. How is saying I can't handle this? That creates the emotion of overwhelm, defeat, shame, disappointment, confusion. And then it goes to the action of inaction, giving up, not knowing what to do. And just like throwing my hands in the air or overreacting to that emotion of fear. And guess what that is? That's like overreacting to my feelings for me is crying inappropriately. Like crying's good, right? We all need to cry. But sometimes it's it's like that. We're, we're not taking action. We're choosing that as our action. So, so my overreaction would be to not come here, to not meet with clients today, to just sit and wallow in fear. That's my overreaction. So what does your habitual reactions look like? And what is it saying? My, my, um, I was doing this with a client and her thought loop, not as dramatic, right? Was I need to diet. Like I am fat and I'm sick of myself. First off, that's her thought loop. And she just needed to acknowledge it. Nothing has gone wrong, nothing. And so it was like, I am upset with myself. The emotion was defeat and anger and disgust, disgust towards oneself. And the action was, right, inaction, no action. So I want you to think about, or like beating herself up. So that's overreaction. And she never could get on a new thought loop. It was just that over and over again. So I want to offer this to you. In a thought loop, our results create more evidence. Like what we get, our actions create more evidence of the thought. And so we can retrain our brain, sweet friends. It's never too early, it's never too late. We can say, I want a new program. I want something new. And that is the work that we're gonna do this month in the Courageous Life Society. When our brains, when we have so many thought loops running, we have to look at them and declutter them. They don't serve us. They're so, so out of control. There's so many happening all at once. And we're just going to choose a new, a new thought, a new belief. We're going to decide to stop thinking thoughts that don't serve us, thoughts that are unhelpful, thoughts that aren't, aren't okay. That we have conversations with ourselves to say, this stops now. So I just invite you into mindful awareness. That's where it starts. You have to know it to get rid of it, to declutter. You can't just be like, okay, I'm gonna get rid of everything, but what is it that you're getting rid of? Sweet friends, I invite you to mindful awareness. I invite you to declutter your brain and your space this month. In the Courageous Life Society, who am I? I didn't mean to talk about this, but of course I'd love to talk about it. And it also goes to the um, second question. I don't know if it's really the second question, but um, how do I make time for me? Even just 10 minutes a day. That was when I was saying that, not to mention self-care that people always talk about. This, is, this was my story. You know, I was raising Henry by myself and I was like, 
who has time? Well, here's the deal, sweet friends. I looked at how I was spending my time so I could declutter it. I found a lot of pockets of time that were spent maybe reading things that gossip mags. And this was back when like, I wasn't as committed to the uh, internet as I was. I was not using my time in ways that served me. Still, it's like that, that loop. You're on a loop where you feel like you don't have any control of your time. A, because you don't know where it's at. B, where it's going. And B, you don't have a choice in the matter. You think you don't have a choice in the matter, right? So you're just saying, I think there's something different. I think I could choose something different here. And you choose it. That's the beautiful piece about this work. But you first, again, have to be aware. So how do you make time for yourself? Well, you sign up. No, <laughs> We're talking about decluttering our time. And I love Laura Vanderkam's work. Is that right? Um, and she, she does time inventories. Her books are, books are incredible. Um, I've created something based on her work, um, just um, that works for my clients. Uh, oftentimes, our brains are so cluttered with thoughts about time that we first have to declutter that before we can even start doing a time inventory because, oh, sweet friends, there's so much overwhelm and shame and blame in looking at your time. And here's the deal. I often talk about this. You don't know when your children will get sick. You don't know when things will come up that are out of your control, but you do have control over how you how you respond and how you spend your time in response to that. You know, yesterday I was only, wasn't able to really work because I was, right, getting my son treatment. And so it was fascinating because what my brain wanted to do was saying, you're so behind. I have a big presentation and I'm so excited on Tuesday evening um, about courage and I couldn't for, um, my junior league um, and I'm so grateful and so honored but here's the deal I need to work on it and I had planned a big chunk of time um, to clean it up to do all the work I, I you know I changed it at the last moment because why not um, and I didn't have that and what did I make that mean what are you making it mean when your schedule's derailed or when you feel like you don't have 10 minutes you always have 10 minutes even if it's right when you wake up in the morning or right before you go to bed or before you pick kids up. I mean, we're pretending that there's school. There is school in some parts of the country. So I want you to understand that we all have a choice in how we spend our time and you deeply like, will come to recognize that even in the hardest of times, even when it doesn't seem like anything is in your control, you have control for small, small things that can matter to you. And really, at the end of the day, it's your thoughts and your emotions that will drive what you think and what, like, that drive the action you take around this area. And so you can see your time as a way to, like, you can choose, even if it feels like you don't have a choice, and it may be small choices, but small choices matter. 
when you are on a thought loop that nothing is within your control. Okay, sweet friends, I, I said I would keep it at 20 minutes because we do um, use this as podcast material as well. So please know that next week I won't forget to talk about, um, I hear so many people talk about abundancy versus scarcity mindset, what's this? Or I might get to it later today, depending on um, my time management and, and just how I'm dealing with my emotions. We might add it or we might not, but please know that you can always send me a message, email me hello at jessicastong.com and we can really set you up. Um, I will, I will, you can join the Courageous Life site, you can just send me a question and I will talk about it. Um, I am always here for you. Sweet friends, I love you all. I'll talk to you soon. I will also keep you posted. Thanks so much. Bye. And as always, I want to remind you, if you want more information about how to work with me, if you really um, have heard anything on this episode that you're like, wait a minute, you can go to jessicastong.com. You can learn more information about the Courageous Life Society, a group coaching membership that really helps you take all this information and apply it. And also you can get more information about one-on-one coaching. Thank you so much and have a great and courageous week, everyone.